All right. Good afternoon, Dennis. This is your second last visit with us for 2022. How about that? Almost Christmas time, eh? What a pity. What a pity. Oh, you can come back and cover our Christmas specials if you like. Oh, see, take over your job, you reckon? <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, yeah, good one. <laughs> Look, a topic you've been trying to mm. um, get through over the last couple of weeks mm. is recapping some of the recommendation and advice you've been given sure. and, and basically uh, report back to us. Yes, look, I reflected on what I should be saying at the end of this year and there are a couple of herbs or recommendations that stood out and I thought I might take those up if we have a chance today and probably again next week. Looking at some highlight herbs and nutritional information that listeners have taken up and have got benefit from. It's Dennis's highlighted herbs today. <laughs> All right, Health Naturally with Dennis Stewart. That is how we fire up our Friday afternoons. And first up today, Christine at Fern Bay. Christine, you have a menopause question for Dennis today. Yes, I do. Hello, um, Christine. Hello, Dennis. Um, I have been suffering with menopause mm. for 22 years. Did I you? have tried everything. Did and I, the only thing that works is HRT. And yes. I don't want to be on that mm. um, because there is cancer in the family. Mm -hmm. Um I just wondered if you had any suggestions what I could use to help me with okay. it. I, I, yeah. is, is, are your symptoms characterised by perspiration and flushing or yeah, more emotional? Yeah. Okay. And, yeah, and really irritable and my yes. husband says I'm really irritable. No. Look, like, yeah. I, I can understand. Look, I'm going to mention something that might sound a little bit too simple, mm -hmm. but um, the herb sage... Com yeah. or commonly known as red sage, botanically known as Solvia officinalis, is readily available uh, from our health food stores and, indeed, it is probably available from the spice counter in some of our supermarkets. That, oh, might, okay. that might sound rather um, left-field, so to speak. But mm. on the continent, and in particularly in France, sage tea, that is a herbal infusion... Based on a teaspoonful of dried red sage, is taken a couple of times a day, and particularly in France, is one of the first line therapies uh, for women uh, to use or try before they accede to more complicated medical procedures. Yeah. Now, you might think that that's too simplistic. I'll give an example of how effective it can be. And what I'm saying here is it may not be effective for every woman. What yeah. I think medically we can't even make that statement, let alone yeah. with herbal medicine. But mm -hmm. I remember as, as a relatively young man uh, practising in Gosford, uh, I saw a, a, an elderly lady who, like yourself, had been suffering the symptoms of menopause for very, very many years. And she, was, she had come up from Goulburn, uh, which, get, which gets very hot in, in summertime, and yeah. she was visiting her daughter in Wyoming. And she came to consult me while uh, she was up there and seeing if there was anything that could be done to help these recurring, uh, incredible flushing episodes yeah, characterised also by perspiration, which was so embarrassing that she told me that she had to shampoo her hair a couple of times a day because it would develop into just ringlets of perspiration. Yeah, I suggested yeah. and, in fact, gave or recommended to her that she try some sage capsules in this case. Now, it doesn't matter whether they're capsules or using it as they do more simply in France as a herbal tea, Mm -hmm. She started using it and she was up on the coast for about a month. You might think I'm overemphasising this when I say 
she went back to Goulburn, virtually a changed woman because oh, the use great. of the use of sage may not have taken away everything, but it made her conditions so much more bearable mm-hmm. that, that her trip to the Central Coast was worth more than just seeing her daughter. It helped her with a simple, inexpensive remedy that took the edge off the condition. Try okay. that, try that yep. first up. Um, yep. Now, with any of these uh, things, uh, give them a go. These are yeah. not drug substances. Uh, you can get uh, the, the encapsulated preparations, but... On this program this year, I have been emphasising, get back to simples, break through the cost barrier, use the herb wherever possible in its simple dried form. Try the herbal tea of sage, two to three cups a day to see if it can take the edge off the experience that you're working through. All right, best of luck uh, with all of that, Christine. Good afternoon, Jenny at Stockton. Your question for Dennis today, Jenny. Hello. Hello, Dennis. How are you? Hello, Jenny. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. Good, good. My question is on the effect of pyroles mm. on adults and children with ADD, HD. Okay. And the treatment, and is there anyone in Newcastle that specialises with how to this, this, this is not a topic that I'm uh, that familiar with. Okay. I, I will just... <laughs> pass on my view on this, that this is perhaps um, an overemphasis on a substance that, um, on, on a, a chemical, if you like, if, in the body, that yep. has surfaced in recent times. It, it uh, w- was almost unknown and still is relatively unknown, I would suggest, um, in, in our naturopathic or certainly traditional herbal medicine circles. Some... Um, some integrated medical practitioners um, uh, subscribe to the role of pyroles and the uh, possible effect that it might have on certain conditions. So I would be suggesting that um, you you search out uh, an integrated medical practitioner and take the topic up with them. I I would think, however, and and this is only my opinion, I would think, uh, however... That um, if there if if there are behavioural problems or um, cognitive uh, deficits, I would be surprised um, if this Pyroli hypothesis had uh, had the sole answer to it. I think those conditions are much more complicated yeah. and require a more sophisticated approach. But outside of that, I can't help you too much, Jenny. I'm just a simple herbalist. Okay. <laughs> Not simple at all. <laughs> right. But look, we've got some really good, competent, um, integrated medical practitioners in, in Newcastle, the Hunter region. In fact, I'm having dinner on Monday night with one that comes up the coast who also studied with me. Um, and I will ask her um, yep. what, what is her view and if she or any of her colleagues... Uh, are specialising in it, and if you were to uh, ring my rooms after <laughs> next Monday night, say next yep. Thursday, I yep. might be able to help you more because I will make it a topic of our conversation when we meet in Hamilton to raise this with her. That would 
that would be fantastic. Okay. Thank you very much right. for your help. Thank you very much. Oh, all right, best of luck uh, with their chanting. I'll tell you what, you're working round the clock, Dennis. You're getting to dinners and answering questions for listeners. Oh, that's living the dream. Living the dream. <laughs> still waiting for a dinner invitation, by the way. Dennis, we'll still try and get to some of your highlighted herbs. We'll get there. Uh, we've got another year yet. Another year, all right. Uh, good afternoon, Donna at New Lambton. You uh, have a question on bloating for Dennis today, Donna. Yes, I do. Um, it doesn't matter. It doesn't seem to matter what I eat or drink. Um, even drinking water or mineral water, like fizzy mineral water, yes. um, bloats me. Even a cup of tea, I can. I'll feel bloated after having a cup of tea. Okay. Now, the first question I would ask Donna, as you would expect me to ask. Uh, have you had this investigated? No, I haven't. Okay. Are there any uh, symptoms of discomfort associated with the bloating? Um, just n not pains in the stomach, just uncomfortable that I'm blo I feel bloated. Okay. Do you have any constipation? No. Okay. Are you a, a person that's somewhat nervy? Um, I wouldn't say nervy, but I live. I have some stress. Okay, okay. Look, uh, and frequently uh, bloating is a, a symptom of what we call irritable bowel syndrome, and I know this is an overused term, mm -hmm. but it's a useful term uh, to look at a condition where it's unlikely that there would be any major pathology behind it, but where there are other factors that are causing the condition, and f frequently that can come down to... Um, nervous conditions in the past mm -hmm. we used to use a term called nervous dyspepsia right. um, and I would be suggesting that it might be a bad not, not, not a bad idea to use yep. uh, herbs that have been used for addressing gut conditions that are consciously or unconsciously uh, stimulated by an underlying level of anxiety or worry Okay. And what I would be suggesting is, and we've mentioned it on this herb on this program this year. Uh, one of my favourites is a herb called lemon balm. Now, le lemon balm is botanically known as Melissa officinalis, and it's a herb that has a great reputation in Western herbalism and has been well documented by English herbalists such as Simon Mills and and, and others. And it has a good reputation of being used for gut conditions which would incorporate uh, functional symptoms such as bloating uh, in alleviating those, particularly where there's an underlying uh, anxiety or tension condition. So I would be suggesting that you start to use some of the herbs that I've mentioned this year in their simple form. And I mentioned this to listeners again. Try to use the herb increasingly in a simple, inexpensive form, which frequently means making a herbal tea or what we call a herbal infusion. Get some lemon balm, dried herb. You probably you would get it from a good health food store um, and make a herbal tea of it, a teaspoonful okay. of the herb, to a coffee cup, pour on the boiling water, yep. let it infuse uh, till it's uh, uh, nice and warm but not too hot, yep. strain off the liquid, that's then the herbal tea or the herbal infusion. Yep. Have two to three cups of those per day. Okay. Now, also, don't overlook what we've mentioned during the year that the herb chamomile is in European herbalism, which is the style of herbalism that, uh, that I practise. Chamomile is basically the organ remedy for most functional conditions 
of the gastrointestinal tract, and I'm interpreting your bloating condition as a functional condition, unlikely to be associated with any major pathology, although, yeah. as you that would expect... That makes sense. That actually makes sense, you saying that. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. take on board what I've said a couple of times over the years on this program. Three herbs for most functional gut conditions would be chamomile, lemon balm and peppermint. I'm suggesting, in your case, based on what we've been discussing, some lemon balm as a tea perhaps uh, changed or alternated with a good cup of chamomile tea, work along those lines. I'd be surprised if you didn't get a benefit. It's, it's not going to cost you very much, and they're both very, very pleasant teas. Thanks so much, Donna. Uh, good afternoon, Philip uh, from Summerland Point. You have uh, a question on anxiety tablets and an addiction there. What's happening, Philip? Is that better, sir? Hello, Philip. How are you? Hi, Dennis. Yeah, how are you? I'm very well. I've been on uh, uh, a, a drug called Ativan. Yes. A T I V A N. Yes. Uh, for for 35 years now. Yes. Yes. Uh, it's. Um, I don't feel I suffer anxiety anymore, but I've tried a couple of times to come off off the tablet, and I get to a stage I just I, like I cut it down, but then I just kind of get that last part. Okay, Philip. Uh, I, I, I just want to know if you've got anything that I could okay. take that would help me get off of it all. Right. What I'm going to say to you, Philip, I say to all listeners that may be on prescribed medication for anxiety, um, I share uh, your concern about uh, being on them for so long and your concern that you might be addicted to them. You obviously yeah. have to weigh up the benefits that the, that the medication has had um, for you over the years that you've been taking it. I am fully yep. aware of uh, the the psychotropic medication, the various forms of it, and uh, and sometimes they are absolutely and utterly necessary. Um, but uh, if you are intent on coming down from it, the first thing I would be saying to you and to other listeners in a similar situation is that you must work with your medical practitioner or your psychiatrist who probably shares your enthusiasm to lessen your dependence on it and your enthusiasm to try to um, get off the medication. But it needs to be done, as you would understand, very, very progressively and very cautiously. And maybe the first thing to do would be to get to that point where you're down part of the journey in as much that you have under your doctor's direction or your psychiatrist's direction uh, levelled out or limited or reduced your medication and have reached the point where you are feeling well but perhaps need to pause before you go any further because f frequently uh, the, the sense of wellness that might still be there can be underdone very quickly if you take the next step and decide uh, to accelerate or pull the plug too quickly. Um, having said that, there are some useful complementary medicines that are used to address anxiety, um, and, uh, but each of them needs to be selectively used depending upon... Um, what you've been taking, how long you've been taking it and where you are at as far as the medical management. Talk to your doctor about it first, get him on, on board to help you with the transit 
and then get back to me and we'll raise it again in the new year if you like. All right, best of luck with everything there, Philip. A little bit more of Health Naturally with Dennis Stewart. To NURFM 103.7, we're just here hanging a banging with Dennis Stewart today, part of Good Afternoon, uh, Jennifer at Madawi. You have a, your autism question for Dennis today, Jennifer. Hi, Dennis, how are you? I'm very well, Jennifer. Nice to talk to you. Um, I'm ringing on behalf of a friend who is in Melbourne at the moment yes. whose child um, is about four or five and has been diagnosed with autism, yes. but she's thinking it's probably ADHD as well, and she's she's at breaking point. She's a single mum with two children oh, who dear, both dear. have problems, yes. and she's really struggling today and was... He was screaming at her and throwing things at her and picked up a chair and threw at her and dear, dear. She's just beside herself. And I just thought maybe you could help her with something. She's She hasn't got a lot of money and she's sure, worried that things sure. might cost a lot of money yeah. um, herbal-wise. Yeah, well, look, um, there may be something here. Jennifer, what I mean, who am I to say I've got the answers to autism? That would be absurd. But... Um, there are a couple of herbs that I have used over my many years in practice for what might be referred to as uh, behavioural problems and, and uh, learning problems, and frequently the two go together. I had some very good um, cases, particularly when I was practising at Barunga in the, in the early 80s. I don't know why, but I was seeing quite a few uh, parents that would bring uh, children in with... Uh, emotional problems with learning difficulties that had been variously diagnosed. And what I uh, had been doing at that stage is reading a lot about a bracket of herbs that were particularly uh, used in, in, in India and had been um, emerging in some of the literature from India as being potentially useful uh, for this condition. And the two herbs I began to prescribe, I actually wrote a paper on them which would be uh, which you could uh, easily get sent to you from my rooms in New Lambton on on the two herbs. The two herbs uh, frequently go together, and they're known uh, in in South Asia and India as Brahmi remedies. B R A H M I. Now, Brahmi basically means in Sanskrit of the gods or or conveys peace, and those and the two herbs have been used uh, for. Um, meditation purposes, for quietening purposes, for improving the uptake of information. Now, all the cynics out there will sort of laugh and shake their heads. That's fine. I have prescribed these with very good results in many cases. Now, the two of the, of the herb, Bacopa moniera, B-A-C-O-P-A, Bacopa moniera, M-O-N-I-E-R-A, and the other herb is called Gotchicola, G-O-T-U, K-O-L-A, gotcha cola. Now, those two herbs frequently go together. They're not expensive. They're not expensive. And I know a lot of uh, practitioners in Melbourne, uh, she could get a lot of help um, in Melbourne from practitioners, many of whom I have taught 
and some of whom, in fact, are pharmacists. I can't mention their names on the program, but if you were to contact my, my rooms on my room number at New Lambton, yep. we'd happily give you the name of some of my medical and pharmacy colleagues down there that would probably uh, be in a better situation to source these things and administer them and even prescribe them in a dosage form that might work. I make no promises, but the Brahmi remedies immediately come into my mind, but Copamoniera, Gotchicola, sometimes known as Centella asiatica, those two herbs popularly used, as I've said, for behavioural problems, learning difficulties in children that have been variously categorised. Oh, that would be wonderful. I will ring the rooms and I will give her the number to give them a call. Or alternatively, she's welcome to ring my rooms on, on, on a Thursday. I'll happily talk to her. Um, oh, th okay. There'll be no charge. Uh, I know that I know many um, people um, who are in similar situations and uh, I, I help, try to help as many as I can. So I'll do either, contact the rooms about practitioners, or if she wants to ring me, I'd be happy to talk to her. All right, uh, best of luck with everything, Jennifer uh, Madawi, uh, for your friend there. And Dennis, a lot of folks uh, are doing it really tough. It's that simple. And, and it's getting um, more and more difficult, unfortunately. All right, we'll stick with Madawi here. And uh, Debbie, I know you've tried to ring a couple of times today, <laughs> but uh, Debbie and Madawi, you have a dry mouth question for Dennis today. Yeah. I just want to know I've tried everything, okay. but nothing works. Debbie, the first thing I would ask you, are you on other medications? Uh, yeah, I'm on Tramadol and Lyrica. Okay. Um, now, some the only reason I'm asking that is, it may be, and I'm not saying it is, but it may be related to what you are taking for um, other conditions. <laughs> And there, there are a bracket of, of drugs that, in order to give benefit from one condition, can sometimes precipitate um, a reduction in secretory activity from the salivary glands and other glands of the body. Have you discussed that possibility with your GP? Yep. I've and tried everything over the counter. Has, has there been any suggestion that it could be coming uh, from what you've been prescribed? Um, no, not really. Okay. Look, and I'm not saying it is, but I get, uh, I'm very encouraged by the way in which uh, many of my patients or clients or listeners, uh, with my encouragement, have a word with their pharmacist to see if, from the computer, he can determine whether or not anything uh, the, the person is taking might Consider, might be considered to be the factor behind it. Go and have a word with your pharmacist. A very, very skilled group of professionals are the pharmacists who are increasingly participating in, in healthcare um, in, in many, many um, innovative ways. Have a word with him. On the other hand, on the other hand, there is a herb called gentian, G-E-N-T-I-A-N. Gentian, T-I-A-N. Now, don't, don't confuse it with gentian violet. The two are quite different. This comes usually as a tincture, and your pharmacist may know something about this. Um, you've got a good pharmacist at Madawi. I know him personally. Go, go and, and see him and get his assessment of the condition and also mention to him tincture 
of, of gentian, G-E-N-T-I-A-N, it is sometimes successful in stimulating salivary activity uh, and, and it's very inexpensive, a, a low-dose herb, very bitter to take, but it is the bitterness factor that is considered to explain its benefit on uh, on the salivary glands. All the best with that, Debbie. A uh, quick one here for you, Dennis. Glenn from Curry uh, gave us a call. He wasn't able to stay on the line, but he's had hiccups uh, for the last week, uh, every 5 to 15 seconds, sometimes takes his breath away. Uh, any herbal ideas there for a guy that's had hiccups for the last week? Look, a very quick one. The three herbs that I mentioned today um, are worthwhile trying. Uh, the use of chamomile regularly across the day, say three cups of day, give that a try. Uh, lemon balm as the second option, again about three cups of that a day. And some peppermint, particularly peppermint, three cups of that a day, alternate them. Try one for a week or so, see how it goes um, and work through them. Outside of that, um, you'd have to get a more professional approach, but try that. All right, thank you so much for that, Glenn. Dennis, a couple of minutes left. I reckon we'll squeeze one more in. Okay. Last one today, Dennis. Are you ready? Certainly am. Good afternoon, Carrie at Kurumbong. Uh, you need a Dennis to help with heartburn today. Yes, thank you. I just wanted to ask a question, Dennis. Yes, um, Carrie. So if I eat acidic food or oily food, yes. I get like reflux or heartburn. I'm just wondering if there's anything natural you can take for that. Well, there's a couple of things that I recommend. Um, the, in, in herbal medicine, anyone trained in the Western tradition, particularly uh, from, from, uh, from England or, or um, uh, places like Scotland, um, they would know of the herb called meadowsweet. Now, right. meadowsweet is a pleasant uh, herb to use, particularly as a herbal infusion. It was made popular in, in herbalism by uh, an English herbalist called Frank Roberts, who wrote a book on on the digestive conditions in which meadowsweet was put forward as a herb that normalised, to use his terminology, the acidity of the gut. Now, that was taken up, and in the 1983 edition of the British Herbal Pharmacopoeia, you can check it out, that's the Bible of Modern Herbal Medicine, um, Philippendula, Ulmeria, which is the botanical name for heart disease, is shown there is specifically used for hyperacidity or reflux conditions. All right, thank you. Time's got away on us, Kerry. But anyway, a bit of a solution there for you, Dennis. Quick one before we go. Karen uh, rang on the hiccups earlier, and uh, she says a friend, it's always a friend, yeah. uh, cured their hiccups by sucking slowly on a spoonful of sugar, uh, regularly letting it melt in their mouth. Yeah. Whatever works. Whatever works. Mary Poppins would be proud, That's very right? natural, isn't it? It's very natural. <laughs> Mary Poppins would be proud, eh? I think so. Dennis, talk to you next week. Thank you, Mark. Thanks for listening to this podcast from 2NURFM at the University of Newcastle. You'll find them all at 2NURFM.com.